I don't know whether you were listening to defense lawyer Barry Roo's cross-examination of Charles Johnson earlier on today. Now, he clearly sought to prove that Johnson, who is married to state uh, to the state's first witness, Michelle Berger, had corroborated uh, his witness with uh, Berger's uh, testimony. Now, Roo told the court that Johnson gave evidence that was consistent with his wife Michelle's evidence, yet the couple claimed to have not discussed the merits of the case. Now, we'll talk to advocate Willem Heath in a minute about that uh, but first let me just play you this uh, little clip from from that interaction a little earlier on i can honestly tell you we did not discuss her evidence <laughs> I, I mean her testimony yes i can yeah. give you my honest word you, you know in my experience i don't want to say it's applicable to you but once witnesses start to introduce the word honestly then i wonder about it because right from the beginning it should have been mm. honestly you don't have to say it what worries me mr johnson let me explain something to you this court is really entitled to something, and that is that witnesses come to court not contaminated, uncontaminated, give that independent version so that the court can listen to this witness and to the other one because witnesses are not always reliable. Sometimes they're not lying, but it's many times there are many times a reliability issue. And the only way to satisfy yourself then about reliability is to maintain a strong independence in versions. You have not favored the court with that, Mr. Johnson, you and your wife. I'm sorry, I put it to you. You could just as well stood together in the witness box. That's what I put to you. What do you say to that? I don't Aren't agree you with going a bit too far, Mr. Roy? Maybe I, I, I won't. I won't. It's for the court to decide, my lady. I won't take it to that point. I, I, I withdraw that. Right, that's what happened uh, in court a little earlier on. Let me welcome on the line now Advocate Willem Hith. He's an advocate and a former judge. Advocate Hith, uh, thank you for your time this afternoon. Good afternoon. Clearly, uh, Mr. Rue is moving quickly to attack the integrity of this witness, but also of Michelle Berger's uh, integrity there. What do you make of that? Well, first of all, when there are two witnesses and they were together and they observed a crime, then they would inevitably uh, not have exactly the same version as far as events are concerned. Just think about an accident, two people's observing the accident. There will be differences in their views as far as that is concerned. But as far as the salient points are concerned, you would expect them to do one to corroborate the other one. Now, in this instance... What is, first of all, highly improbable is that the statement is made by the witness that they hadn't discussed this. Now, a husband and wife being together for some time before they offered their evidence to the police to accept that they never discussed this, that they never colluded as far as the facts are concerned, is so improbable that the court should then reject the evidence. I'm not suggesting in this case the court will reject it, but so... What Advocate Ruiz put to them is a very important feature of, of collusion where two witnesses decide to give an exactly the same version or a version with very few differences. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, that's a warning signal to a judge to be careful in evaluating the evidence. All right. So, so obviously he's sending this, this. But is it not to be expected that this is a married couple? They saw this traumatic incident together. They would obviously have spoken about it, and therefore you will see some similarities in their, in their testimony. Oh, yes, of course you will see some similarities. And that's why I made the point that as far as the, 
the, the main features of such an event is, are concerned, there would be similarities, but not exactly the same, not exactly the same statements. And as I understand the evidence and the comments on that, in this particular instance, the evidence was just too much the same. Because it's interesting, others may argue that actually, if they had contradictory statements after having witnessed a similar incident at the same time, that is when you should be suspicious of their evidence. You should be saying, well, listen, how is it possible that your, your observations could be so contradictory when you were sleeping in the same bed, woke up, of course, one after the other, uh, spoke about this? Uh, so suspicious evidence would be that which is contradictory. Of course, one would always expect some contradictions, but not as far as the salient points are concerned. Because those are the points that will make an in- impression on a witness's mind and observations. But the moment that you find that they say exactly the same thing in all respects, then it doesn't look like an innocent observation of what occurred. But here's another difficulty, because, and this has been raised by people around the, the live broadcast of this trial, that there's just so much information around that you will pick certain terms and phrases, and when you're a witness, you will certainly uh, are likely to use those phrases that you've picked up on radio or on TV or, or having read a newspaper. Well, of course that is so, because if you look at the newspapers or reading the newspapers, you will pick up some of that. In this particular instance, there's access to the trial by by the media in the sense that you know where they, they listen to the evidence and they even observe the evidence. So uh, they will pick it up. The language, the type of thing that's stated, the manner in which some uh, statement is made. So that is the problem with that. And that's maybe the only problem I've got with evidence which is given in such, in such open air. Uh, and I believe and I support what the judge has found, but that is the problem with it. And mm. Witnesses will start adjusting their evidence or their knowledge. And you've been a judge. If you were sitting in this trial then, if you were sitting in this court, um, would you reject the evidence of the two on the basis uh, that they would have corroborated it? Well, I will be careful as far as that is concerned. I will warn myself that I need to be careful in accepting or even rejecting the evidence. If there are other witnesses or other objective evidence which then supports the evidence, and that supporting evidence may just lead to a situation where they would say there's corroboration for what they had said. But also this attack on the integrity as opposed to attacking the evidence, because see, he, he then goes on to talk about witnesses that they, sometimes they are unreliable, which obviously uh, is raising doubts about his, his uh, reliability as the evidence. What do you make of that? Because he seems to me to have then moved from the evidence now to the witness himself. Well, eventually when advocates address the court, they will deal with those aspects of the evidence as well and their uh, manner of, of giving the evidence, their body language, etc. So eventually you will do that. When you confront a witness with that statement, they can either be honest and give a version which is acceptable, or they would well hide the, the, the uh, intention of what had occurred. Uh, so, I, I, the advocate is entitled to make that statement to mm. them. So, a final question for you, Advocate Heath. I'm not sure how much of the trial you've been watching, but I, I would like to hear from you the, the, the critical moments. Where do you think that the salient moments of this trial so far have been? Well, of course, giving a completely different version from that of Oscar in the sense 
that he sketched a certain picture in his evidence or his statement to the police. But when you look at, at this evidence, it tends to be completely contradictory to that. And if the court is to find for the state, then a court would have to reject his innocent explanation. And, and therefore, it's important to consider the evidence of witnesses such as these. Advocate Heath, good to talk to you. Thank you very much. He's an advocate and a former judge.